Well, good morning. It's a great day today, and I'm so excited to be able to give you some good news. Uh, On May 31st, we are going to be able to come back together and worship together. I know that most of you are online today, and I don't know if you're as excited as I am, um, but we've been really working hard to try to figure out what the best way um, to, to reopen the building for worship would be, and so we've decided May 31st is that date. Obviously, we want you to know that everything is subject to change depending on what happens, but right now our plan is May 31st, two weeks from today, to come back together and worship. We'll give you more details. I promise you we're going to be as safe as we can, um, but, but we'll give you more details in the days to come. We're so excited to be able to come back together and worship together here in person. May 31st, mark that date. We're going to start a new series today. Um, it's called Unleashing the Church. And I've been pretty excited about this series. What we're going to do in this series is we're going to look at God's interaction with people through Scripture. There's three big things we're going to look at, but as Pastor Adam was reading the Scripture earlier, and and in that Scripture it uh, it said that we are becoming who God created us to be. So as we look at kind of this pathway of God through Scripture, interacting with His people, there's three things we're going to see. The first is today we're going to see the presence of God, and and that's marked by a lot of different things that we'll talk about. Next week, we're going to talk about practice, and we're going to look at the temple. Um, when, when, When the Israelites built the temple and they came to worship, and the practice of worshiping and coming, being formed in worship to know God. And then the, the third week and the week that we're going to come back is so exciting. It's Pentecost Sunday. And so we're going to see the Spirit of God coming upon us and going with us. And so, so the goal in this series, as we talk about presence, practice, and Pentecost, is, is a couple different things. I want us to think about this personally Because I believe when we look at the way that God interacts with his people throughout scripture, it shows us the ways that God interacts with us today. But we're also gonna look at it from the standpoint of our church and what God wants the church to be. The Nazarene church believes in holiness that we, would be, um, that we would be wholly sold out to God. And I believe that holiness is not just about um, behaviors or what you do and don't do. I believe holiness is about living in full communion with God and giving all of your life to God. And so I think over the next three weeks, we're going to get a picture of what holiness looks like. From the beginning of creation, God has has established relationship with his people. It started in Genesis 1 and 2 with the creation of Adam and Eve. It started in the garden where where he was in relationship with them. We see it on down through scripture. We We see God come to Noah. And then in Genesis 12, we see God come to Abram. And God calls Abram to become the father of a great nation, the Israelites, God's chosen people. And so, so God has always, from the beginning of creation, from the beginning of our time here on earth, been present and in relationship with people. Now, over time, and this is what we're going to see over the course of the series, over time, the way that God interacted with people changed, 
And so today we're going to look at the first way, and that's that God relates with us through his presence. The very first time that you know anything about God is when you experience God's presence for the first time. So I want to ask you a question. Feel free to comment this or just think about this. What is the first time you remember experiencing God's presence in your life? Maybe it was through a miraculous act. I know some people who who were just living their everyday lives oblivious to what God was doing and all of a sudden there was a miraculous moment that God showed up to them in one way or another. Maybe it was through a a worship service you were invited to um, and you sat there and you were just overcome by the presence and the power of God. Maybe you've seen the presence of God through friends, through a loved one, through a family member? What was the first way that you experienced God's presence? The truth is we serve a God that is present in our lives. This is huge. This is so important. There are some religions and faiths that that look at at their gods as distant and and detached and, and not in relationship, but we serve a God who is present in our lives. Throughout Scripture, we see that God is interacting, relating to His people. And so God is present in our lives. And at some point, we become aware of God's presence. God is not a hands-off, sitting up in the sky, letting everything play out. You do your thing and I'm gonna stay up here and, and be away from you. God is not detached from us, but God is present with us all the time. In the story of the Israelites, God's presence was really clear. In fact, they could see it most of the time. They could see God's presence. When God showed up, they would see God's presence. They may not see his holiness and his character, but God would show up through a couple different avenues. Sometimes, and this is a theme throughout the Old Testament, sometimes God would show up through a cloud. Sometimes God would show up through fire. In Exodus 33, we see an example of this, and, and, and I'm just going to read this for you, and, and you can listen to it. Moses is leading the Israelites, and Moses starts to build kind of a mobile place of worship. It's called the tabernacle or the tent of meeting. And when Moses, when they would come to this tent of meeting or this tabernacle, God would show up. Listen to this. This is, um, this is, this is what we see in Exodus 33, verse 7. It says, now Moses used to take, tent, take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent. All the people rose and stood. I'm sorry. All the, anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances of their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while God spoke to Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they all stood and worshiped, each at the entrance of their own tent. And the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. 
So what we see here is the cloud, the presence of God coming over the tent of meeting, and that was a symbol of God's presence. They could see it. Other times in Scripture, we see God's presence in other ways. We see God in a burning bush. We see God's presence, a cloud over a mountain. We see God come in a still, small voice. God's presence is real throughout Scripture. And, and don't, don't you wish it was as easy as it was for Moses and the Israelites to see God's presence in your life? As I read chapter 33, as I read this idea that God comes and the, the cloud comes over the tent and the people know that God is there, I'm just going to be real with you. Sometimes I wish I could see with my own eyes, sometimes I find myself struggling to see God's presence. I know that God is present. I know that God is at work, but I struggle to see it. They had the physical presence of God. I remember about three years ago when I was praying about what, what God's next steps for my life were. I, I was just so, I, I was so um, seeking what God wanted for me, but I just felt like I couldn't gather what God's desire and direction for me were. And I remember at one point, I said, I just wish that God would send me a text message. I just wish that God would come in a cloud or in fire, maybe not my house on fire, but, but that God would show up in a way that I could easily see. Let me ask you a question. Can you see God's presence in your life? Now, I know I just said it's difficult, and I do believe that sometimes it's, it's difficult, but I know that God is at work. I have never personally heard a voice from God audibly. I've never heard through my ears God speak to me. I've never seen a vision from God. I know that some people hear God's voice and some people see visions of God, and it's very clear I've not ever experienced that. But I want to tell you that I saw God's presence yesterday as Megan and Chris Ward were married and their family came together. I saw God's presence at work in the love of a family and the love of a man and a woman. I've seen God's presence at work through this pandemic, through the people of God serving others, people that are giving out of the kindness of their hearts. I've seen God's presence in it. I've seen God's presence through little notes of encouragement and kindness. Last week we, or I don't remember if it was last, I think it was last week was Mother's Day. Was Mother's Day last week? Someone help me out. Yes, last week, Mother's Day, we had a video at the beginning of service. And if you watched that video, you saw and you heard from several different women that at certain times God was present to them and they experienced it through what other people said and did. God is present. And we may not see a cloud, we may not see a vision, we may not hear an audible voice, but God is present in our lives and we need to be able to see God's presence. Listen, I, this is such a strange time. I'm aware today that some of you may have stumbled on this, this video, this worship service just by accident. Some of you may have no clue what I'm talking about when I talk about God and the Israelites and all these things. I want to tell you something. 
If this is the first time you're ever hearing about all this, God is at work in your life. You didn't stumble here by accident. Those of us that have been going to church forever, we didn't come by accident. We didn't come by something that we figured out. God has been present and at work and revealing himself to us throughout time. God is not hiding. God is pursuing. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, Jesus says, here I am. I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. The picture that we get, what Jesus is saying here, is that he's standing at the door of our lives, knocking. He's present. He's with us. We just have to acknowledge his presence, to hear his voice, and to open the door. We have to learn to recognize God's presence. I know I said a little bit ago that it's tough sometimes to have a clear picture of God at work, but we have to learn to be able to see the work that God is doing in our lives. God is with us. We just have to learn to hear his voice and to see his work. But that's not all. We're going to move to Exodus chapter 40, and this is going to come up there for you. Let's read starting in verse 34. It says, Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Now, this is the part, this is the next piece of it. So we've got we've to know that God is present. We've got to acknowledge, we've got to see God's presence. But, but I want you to see the Israelites' response to seeing God's presence. In verse 36, in all the travels of the Israelites, whenever the cloud lifted from above the tabernacle, they would set out. But if the cloud did not lift, they did not set out until the day it lifted. So the cloud of the Lord was over the tabernacle by day, and the fire was in the cloud by night in the sight of, the, of all the Israelites during all their travels. The response of the Israelites to the presence of God, to the cloud, to the fire coming over the tent of meeting, the response of the Israelites to the presence of God in their lives was that they followed. They saw God at work with their eyes and they made the choice to follow. When you experience the presence and the glory of God, you have a choice. Am I gonna follow God's presence? Am I gonna follow what God wants for me? Or am I gonna go my own way? Listen, the most important decision you can make in your life is to follow God. I mean that 100%. The most important decision you can make in your life is to follow God. It's not what career you choose. It's not who you choose to marry. It's not any of the, those are big decisions, but the most important decision you can ever make is to follow the presence of God. When God stayed, the Israelites stayed. When God moved, the Israelites moved. They didn't have their own agenda. They weren't traveling somewhere on their own and saying, God, you can come if you want. They were following God's presence because they knew that being in God's presence was the best place that they could be. 
So I asked you earlier, have you seen God at work? Have you seen God's presence in your life? Now let me ask you another question. Are you following God's presence? My fear is that for a lot of us, we are on our own journey, our own path, and we just want God to jump in every once in a while. We want God to follow us on our plans and our path, but what we see from people throughout Scripture is that when God shows up and they encounter the presence of God, their lives are changed, and they follow. We see it with Jesus and the disciples. When Jesus shows up and says, follow me, they drop everything and they follow him. We see it with Abram in the Old Testament. We see it with Noah. We see it throughout Scripture that when God shows up, you follow because the best place to be is in the presence of God. That could mean that, that your job would change. That could mean that a lot of things about your life would change. But God is present, and we have the choice to follow. For some people, that'll mean quitting a job and taking another job, maybe, maybe a missional job, maybe a job in the church. For other people, that could mean moving from a job in a missional place of the church to a missional place of vocation in, in the secular world. When God moves, we have to choose to follow. There's no better place we can be. Listen, I don't always have it figured out what tomorrow holds. I very rarely have it figured out what tomorrow holds. There are many times that I seek what God wants for me. And like I said earlier, I, at times I struggle. But I've never once questioned where my life should be headed. My life should be following the presence of God. And if God calls me today to a different place or a different line of work or something different, there's no better decision I can make than to follow. So number one, we have to recognize God's presence in our life. Number two, we have to choose to follow. There's no better thing that you can do than to choose to follow God, which brings up a really important question. How do we know God's will? How do we know where God is leading us? How do we follow God when we can't physically see a cloud moving? It would be easier, right, if we could just see the cloud of God moving. We've got to learn to see God's presence. So how do we know God's will? Well, as I said earlier, sometimes I think God speaks clearly and directly to you. Sometimes I think God works through vision. Sometimes I think God speaks. I've told you I've never audibly heard the voice of God, but there have been times in my life where I have known beyond a shadow of a doubt that God was leading me to do something. Sometimes that's how God shows up. If God shows up to you that way, you'd better follow. You'd better follow. But I suspect that maybe more often than not, the way that God leads us, the way that God communicates with us, the way that we relate to God is, is what we find in one of my favorite scriptures, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. 
Listen to this part. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I think for the Israelites, it must have been so easy to see that cloud and follow. But I believe that God wants to transform our minds to where we see God's presence with us all the time and we can test and approve what God's will is because our minds are in tune with God. So the first part of that says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That starts by choosing to follow. The second part is then you can test and approve. Three years ago, I had no clue what God wanted me to do. You know what I did? I prayed all the time. I took drives around this area at two in the morning to pray and seek God's will. I I did everything I could to allow God to transform my mind and I waited for God to move. And, And I believe, I know that God has led me. And so maybe you're one of those people that at times you hear a clear voice from God. If you do, be obedient. But, but maybe the calling today, the band's gonna come up as we sing this last song, maybe the calling today is just to offer ourselves to God, to choose to follow, to choose to give God rights to our whole life, to choose to allow God to transform our mind so that we can know his will. Listen, God started with the Israelites through the cloud and the fire of his presence. I want you to know today, good news, God is with you. No matter where you've been and what you've done, God is with you. We have to learn to acknowledge and see his presence. And then we've got to choose to follow. My prayer for you today is my prayer for you every day. That you will know God that you will know God's will for your life, that you will know God so much that even in those muddy times, you'll seek his will and that God will lead you. There's no better place you can be. As we sing this last song, I just want to invite you to say a simple prayer. God, help me to know you more. Help me to see your presence in my life and help me to choose to follow you today and every day. Father, We love you. I thank you for each person that's watching today. And I pray, Lord, that that we would experience your presence, whether it's through a TV or a computer screen, whether it's through singing here. I pray, Lord, that we would experience your presence, and I pray that we would choose to follow you every step of the way. Lord, I thank you that you're a God that's present in our lives. I thank you that you're a God that doesn't leave us to figure it out on our own, but that you walk with us, that you work in our lives. So I pray for each one today. I pray that you would reveal yourself to us. I pray that we would remove distractions and open our minds and our hearts to see you. And I pray that you would give us the strength to follow you every day of our lives. We love you, Jesus. I thank you for your presence in Jesus' name, amen.